to the New Testament. <laughs> and we'll be looking there and in the Old as well this evening. And <clears throat> I didn't have a copy of the outline that Elise put together two weeks ago. Well, part of it was from two weeks ago. Same, same as mine, almost. Just a few more references we've got. And we didn't finish off on the attacks of the enemy. Um, <clears throat> the attacks since the cross, we looked at Satan's attack on the scriptures. We saw that last time, mentioned just a few things that happening or happened in history. And even today, I think there's an all-out attack on the scriptures. Um, if he can get them to be not believed, if he can change them, the essential doctrines, just through a few words, Satan has succeeded in his attack. And gullible Christians are doing it. That's the thing. Who was it that lost his voice when he's going to speak and um, present the new version that he just put together? Now, some years ago, and there was an article come out. I thought you might have read it. And uh, he's on his way to present it and to introduce it. And he lost his voice. And I think that was pro probably a direct indication of what the Lord thought there. <clears throat> um, against the saints, we just said some things. We didn't look up some scripture references. We'll do that this evening. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you give us the armory that we might put these things on to defend ourselves against the attacks of the enemy and lord we know that because we're your children he's our enemy and he works tirelessly against what we would like to do your will and what you'd like to have accomplished in this world you'd like to see no sinners go out into eternity unsaved but lord multitudes are Broadway, many there be. Lord, you'd like to see us walking in your will, all believing people. But Lord, he sidetracks us. I pray that we'd be aware of the attacks and be ready and prepared for the attack. We ask and pray in Jesus' name these things. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Acts chapter 5 and verse 40. The church had just gotten started. And I don't think we looked up these two references in the, in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 5 and verse 40. <clears throat> we, we find there, And to whom they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak. Yes, we did talk about this last week. Speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they depart from the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Or the, from the council, sorry, rejoicing, rejoicing that they were counted worthy. In chapter 8 and verse 1, uh, the book of Acts again, then Saul was consenting unto his death, that's the death of Stephen, and at a time there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. You see, Satan was attacking, but God was using that attack even for his will. What, what, was, what were they doing that they shouldn't have been doing? Well, what weren't they doing they should have been doing? The church. It was at Jerusalem. What did God want them to do? 
going into all the world to preach the gospel and spread. So although it was an attack of Satan, the Lord can use that and how often he has done that throughout history. So there, the attack of Satan on the early church. If you go to Acts chapter 20, Paul is some years later, some 30 years later, and Paul <coughs> is giving warning here. His last meeting with the church at Ephesus, the elders that had come down to meet him on the seashore as he's travelling past there. I don't know how he got to tell him to come down. Someone must have gone first on a ship before him or something to get them to come down a certain time. A ship come into port. And chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseas to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. And that's the priority of the pastor. <clears throat> These were the elders gathered together. The, the pastor's down there and he was instructing them from Ephesus that they feed the, the flock of God. Why? <laughs> well, the next verses you find out. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after, <clears throat> after them. And so here's the attack of Satan in the early church, 30, about 60-something AD. And he's working within a local church. He's attacking within of their own selves. There would be people come and there would be other people come. There would be perverting the truth of God's word. You know, <clears throat> Thanks for the promise that the Lord left us. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And as you 2,000 years, and we can, we can still go to the word of God. We still have the accurate word of God. They've tried to change that. He's tried to corrupt and has corrupted many churches. And uh, <laughs> did the Lord intend to have great big denominations as we've got them? I don't think so. Local church. It's a local church thing. And that, that's good to hear you say that because you've thought through it. It's a local church. You see, it's a lot harder to corrupt a local church than it is to corrupt a big body. If you were doing an attack like Satan is, what would you plan to do? Well, get them all together and we only have to hit the heads. We only have to get the guys at the top to go, rot, to go rotten or bad, go off the truth, and you've got the whole denomination. And that's what's happened and happening. And <clears throat> so the, the teaching of the local church is important in that regard to keep it pure. Watch and remember that for the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And so Paul saw this coming, saw the corruption, saw the attack of Satan on the churches. And he, he was saying this, I've said it for three years in your church at the Ephesus that you do this. Watch out. He's on the prowl. Second <clears throat> um, Corinthians. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 11. Well, we're going past Romans. Drop in on Romans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chapter 16. Verse 17. I beseech you, brethren. This is the same time, similar time to maybe a bit earlier than what he's talking to the Ephesus elders. He said, I beseech you, brethren, mark them who cause divisions and offences contrary to the doctrine which you've learned and avoid them. He said, this is going to happen. People are going to come. 
and all the councils that have been had in church history to defend the deity of Christ and defend other doctrines have been brought about because people come in with contrary doctrines and uh, avoid them. And down in Alexandria, there was contrary doctrines being taught by Oregon en masse. He was corrupting things down there big time. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and good by good words and fair speeches. These are not these are not unlearned people as far as intellect is concerned. They're smart, become smart cookies. They come in with fair speeches and good words and deceive the hearts of the simple-minded. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. And so Paul said, "Watch out! Watch out! The attack." comes from within, comes from without, comes from people coming through. I remember we had someone come, come here, a visiting preacher, and um, he'd be back, he'd be, he was back here visiting and he preached on synergism. Oh, what is this? I find that word in the Bible. And Brother Ross said, Something wrong here. <laughs> I remember you saying that, brother. You picked up on it. And um, I thought, yeah, there's something. You had to go around and think about what all was said. And we have to be careful, don't we? I remember we had a, a young uh, fellow that had gone out of this church, was in America, pastoring, and come back and had him preach. I didn't say anything. I just expected him to be the same as always. And he got up with the NIV Bible. Oh. <laughs> he didn't ask, just did it. <laughs> and you know, Oh, <laughs> you know, you th what's happened to them? What direction have they taken? Anyway, <clears throat> they come from outside, they come from inside. I remember, remember the big camp we had, the biggest camp we had at Crystal Creek, not long after we had it, was an, was an Easter time, and we had um, marriage and prophetical thing going on at the same time. And we had had a man, a pastor, there arranged to come in and do the song leading because he was good at song leading. He had a deep voice and he is loud and, and did it. And he rung and said, oh, I, he's trying to make excuses. His daughter was graduating in the, in the Navy or something and had to go to Canberra. And, just, and I found out he'd changed his music and we didn't know about it. He'd thrown out the hymn book. And uh, he said... <laughs> Before that, he was solid, solid. yeah. Mm. And these things, the attacks of Satan are insistent. He insists on making corrupting things. Second um, <clears throat> Corinthians, we were going there. Second Corinthians, chapter eleven and verses three and four. <clears throat> and we got another song leader anyway. <laughs> got another song leader from Brisbane, actually. At that time. And we read there. But I fear. Lest by any means. As the serpent beguiled Eve. Through his subtlety. So your minds might be corrupted. From the simplicity. That is in Christ. Aren't you glad the gospel is for simple folks. That just believe the Bible. As it is written. And we can understand and comprehend it. <laughs> And, and for the intelligent people, it's got heaps there that you won't get to the bottom of it either. So it can be comprehended. And that your mind might be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit that we ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with me. And um, he goes on and defends his apostleship there. But the subtlety of Satan coming into their midst and corrupting the truth of the word. Stick to the book. <laughs> Stick to the book. Just preach the word. <clears throat> have you ever got an author or a magazine or something, an article in it? And they use all these big words you can't understand. And you say, what are they trying to do here? impress you with their intellect or teach about the simplicity of Christ. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be learned in our words, but when someone does that, I can say a lot of people just will not comprehend what he's trying to write. And, you know, and it might be good, but sometimes we need to say, oh, I don't know where they're going with these, this sort of writing. <laughs> if they're writing to people in the church... Make it to be understood. It's like it's like <laughs> double Dutch. You could say in the Corinthian church, Paul said, if you go off speaking in tongues and nobody understands, what's the use? No one's being edified. And so I think it should be that when we minister the message, we should get it to the people so that they comprehend it. And if it's at camp, make it so the little ones understand it. If it's in good news or sparkies, you know, make them make it so that they understand um, illustrations and things of that nature. Verse thirteen and fifteen of the same chapter, Second Corinthians eleven. For such are false apostles. We'll go back to verse twelve. But I would, but what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them who desire occasion, that in that which they glory they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also are transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now that's a direct attack on churches, isn't it? That he has in the pulpits people that are his they're not the lord's what are these people teaching today prosperity gospel. okay a prosperity gospel you're in it for what you can get out of it anything else you can think of that these sort of things are happening we need to be aware of of the attacks of the enemy is still going on okay that sort of ties with that <laughs> no repentance no blood in the no blood in the hymn book and take it out of the hymn books. Election. Election is the big one, isn't it? I like how it was simple put by a reader the other day, a reading on that one. And he said, election and foreknowledge go together. The foreknowledge of God, he knew when you heard the message, you would respond to the message, therefore election. <laughs> he going to elect you. It's pretty simple, isn't it, for us? us folks and it's in second peter chapter 1 verse 2 it's plainly put and it's in romans chapter 10 verse 26 and 27 that very thought i mean the, the that that is there uh, <clears throat> other things who was someone said oh yeah 
yeah, the transgender and all that, that is coming within the church. Did you hear the Catholic Church has written an article today, a paper, saying, no, it's not on. I thought, wow, they did step out and say, no. And uh, it's about, it's quite a few pages of it. They've pulled out and said, uh, you can't change your, your gender. You're born with that, male and female, they said. He made us from creation. Um, interesting as that, that develops because that's going to get a lot of people... Well, I don't know that there's a lot of them out there. There's a little few making a big fuss and making all of us conform to their agendas. And, and, and they're in the church. Is there anyone in a church in Albury that would go for that sort of stuff and say, yes, yeah, okay, if you're born a male, you can become a female? Yes, there is. Brother Dunn, what's his name? Oh, okay. I thought, you'd, I thought you'd give him his nickname. <laughs> yeah. With regard to your comments about people using big words to confuse everybody, when he writes them, for the male, that's what he does. Yeah, okay. I haven't read <laughs> I haven't read any of his articles, but that's what he does. Somebody answered him one day and accused him of using English that, or language that would have made his English teacher cringe. <laughs> So was that you that responded? <laughs> no. That wasn't Ruth either. Yeah, the English teacher. There's no I don't think, more liberal than he. And and things are relative for him. Yeah. Yeah, you change with times. Yeah. And they're tied with the diocese down at Wangaratta, not at Wagga, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, overcome it by using that. Yeah. yeah. What's just come out recently is uh, the Pope come out and said that uh, God is neuter. He's neither male nor female. Yeah, he's got a problem with the scriptures, hasn't he? <laughs> he and he's put an article out and there's no switching genders. Mm. <coughs> I think he's confused. <laughs> so these are doctrines of devils. These are ministers of unrighteousness transformed as the ministers of righteousness. So be aware, anyone listening, be aware you need to know the scripture. And there are people listening because they're letting us know via internet and they're, letting us, they're coming along sometimes. That, um, this is a deception that's been on since the church began. But God's true church is going to, right through to the end, survive. And then we go to... Second Timothy, and, and these are the sort of references you could key one in, remember where it is, and then just write the others next to it. So you can say, I can quick reference those in my Bible. If you can't remember all of them, just remember one. Uh, where were we? Second Timothy chapter 4. Or maybe I'm... I just looked at chapter 4 of the other one. The first Timothy, it's got some there, yes. The time in verse four, verse 3. <clears throat> For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Something new. You come across people, and I pray that you're not one, 
that likes to be the person that's got it first. <laughs> I knew before you and I've got something new. With the internet around, there's a lot of that stuff going around. Be careful. I've got something you have. It's Gnosticism. I know. <laughs> you don't. Why are you so ignorant? That's the approach that has and the attitude that comes across. And we shouldn't have that attitude. And uh, what does the Bible say? There's nothing new under the sun. It's all been written. It's been tried before. You say, oh, well, it hadn't been the 21st century before. Yes, but the heart of man's been around. And the, the, the thoughts of man and the, the tinkering with truth has been around for a long time. And you can go right down there. And Paul said he fought a good fight back in 1 Timothy chapter 4. And the Spirit speaketh expressly, verse 1, In the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats. <laughs> well, the only thing that Paul didn't put down here is a Roman Catholic church because it wasn't in existence at the time. That really nails them right there in verse 3. <laughs> Don't eat meat. Uh, forbidden to marry. Big problems in the church. That church. Well, that organisation. Um, to be re received with thanksgiving. And so Satan is on the attack. Over and over again we find it. And just over in Second Timothy, or back in Second Timothy chapter 3, that's where it, he spelt it out in eight verses. Know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. And then he lists all them things that people would be like. I think on the news tonight, as far as I can hear, there's four or five shootings today. Until we're at Barnum Waffle. Now, there's a police defending themselves. We don't know yet. And then down in, down in Melbourne, there's on, on the cameras a fellow running away from being shot. He got shot, but he kept running. <laughs> and it, it, things have gone really bad. Bad to worse all the time. People on ice and people on drugs doing things. And Jude verse 3 and 4, Second Peter ch chapter 2 and verse 1 all mentions there. But what is God's plan in the near future? And Satan is attacking this one. Really attacking this one. What, what, what's going to happen in the near future? What's the next thing to happen to, Chris, to the church, the true church? It's going to be raptured. What is their attack on? That doctrine. <laughs> And associated with that, after the rapture happens, what's God going to do? Tribulation. The tribulation. Yeah. But, and who's he going to call in the tribulation? 144,000 to be his testimony. It's an attack on the Jews. An attack on the Jews. I, I just filed it this afternoon about the Iranian Air Force chief. <laughs> he said... In 25 years, Israel is not going to exist. We'll get rid of Zionism totally. And just, he said it outright, wrote in the paper. And he said it'll only take us eight minutes. He needs to go back and read Esther. <laughs> they, it's going to happen all over again and they'll, they'll submit to the one with the authority, God. They want to wipe Israel out. Because if you can wipe Israel out, what do you do with a third... Of the Old Testament. Most of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, a lot of the minor prophets, and even the promises way back, if you're, if you're faithful, you come back. You see, God, Satan wants to stop what God is doing. 
God's going to, as he said, establish his kingdom. Thy, that's what I was trying to think. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That it's total righteousness, total obedience, rule with a rod of iron. I mean, no disobedience. That's what God's going to do. He said he will. And so what's Satan trying to do? Bring that down. Stop that happening. Get rid of the Jewish people. How is that happening? That, they're going to physically do that in Israel, over there in the land. But how's he doing it in the church? What's, say it again. Reform theology. Anything else along those ologies? Amillennialism. I have to say that one quick. <laughs> roll off the tongue too easy. <laughs> what else? What other doctrines? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> All of it mixed up. Mixed up. But there's enough people telling the truth that it's still going out. I'm surprised at some people that are saying what's right. And praise the Lord that that's still... But the devil does not want it to happen. And that resistance is being felt in good churches everywhere. <laughs> oh. We were down at Vanilla Engagement, that's right, and talking to a pastor there. And the, it's happening in their church. So I didn't say anything, and then just talking, and the pastor's wife said something, and then they started. I thought, wow, <laughs> you know, you, you, you feel for them when they are trying to build a church and this comes in against them the preaching of the truth is being hammered down people do not want it to be said and I say this and I've written a couple of pages about it today if you deny the truth of Israel's existence you call God a liar you call him a liar and there's no and you're siding with the devil that's what it comes to. And we need to be very sure we know the truth and not side with the enemy. And I'm saying people are not Christians who go this way, but they are out of sorts with the word of God and with God himself. And so, see, the attack is on. And there's a lot of scriptures we could have looked at, but we'll leave them for next. Well, one more. One more. Revelation 12. This is the direct attack on whom we've just been talking about. After we've gone, church is removed, 144,000 are preaching, and Satan's, if he can get rid of the Jew, <laughs> if he can annihilate the Jew, God can't keep his promises. God can't fulfill his promises of the millennium, a thousand years, where Israel will be the religious the spiritual, not religious, spiritual leaders of the world at that time. <clears throat> and we read there in chapter 12, and there, and a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, that's Israel, and a moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars, 12 tribes, and she being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. The Lord Jesus come through the nation of Israel. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, behold, a great red dragon, and you know who he is. He's on the prowl, he's on the attack here, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head, and his tail drew a third part of the stars. That's the third of the angels fell with him. 
and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to be delivered and he used Mr. Herod to do so. <laughs> you know, this is history. This is, we know this is being fulfilled. To devour the child, the Lord Jesus, as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And there's no mistaking who it is, is there? <laughs> and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had the place prepared by God and they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. Last half of the tribulation, three and a half years. I mean, you have to know your Bible to be able to go through and read that and say, oh, that fits here. It, it's comparing scripture with scripture. And so <clears throat> Satan's out to get her. And it's there he fought and he fought and, he, and God protect, protects the remnant of Israel that's left at that time. Next time we'll go on to the attack presently on unbelievers, believers and the world. But we'll finish there for tonight.